0: Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perot columnist for StockEd. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Now, today we're catching up with Kili Resources. ASX code is KLI. It's a $6 million IPO in February and it's trading currently at 25 cents for a market cap of about 13 million. We have Catherine Cutler, the CEO of Killy with us today to give us a rundown on what the company's uh, up to and what uh, its plans for 2022 are. So with that, we'll jump straight into it. Catherine, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Barry. Now,
0: Catherine, it would be great um, given uh, Killy is new to the ASX and uh yourself as well. Uh, it would be great if you could give us a bit of a rundown on your professional career to date.
1: I am a geologist by trade. Um, I have recently held position of exploration manager for two ASX listed gold companies, um, them being Saturn Metals and um, Aroman Resources. Prior to that I was uh Senior geologist um, for another gold company, um, Appamaluna. Before that, Newmont Gold at the Jundee mine. Um, and before that, I spent five years in the Pilbara um, with an iron ore company at the Science.
0: So now you get to do it yourself as leader. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's
0: there are some uh, big names there. Now, I should have mentioned earlier, obviously, there's a uh, gold and copper and a rare earths uh, flavour to uh, killing. But um, there, I, did, uh, I, I do sense a point of difference. This, uh, the company has a, rather than going out there and picking up a, an old, old project somewhere and drilling away for a couple of years and coming up with a 100,000-ounce resource that doesn't matter to anyone much, you've actually uh, got this uh, overarching strategy, it seems, of focusing on large-scale greenfields uh, projects, belt uh, scale opportunities sort of thing. Could you give, uh, give us a feel for what is the overarching strategy?
1: Yep, that's exactly right, Barry. Our plan is to sort of apply modern exploration techniques to these underexplored elephant-like mineral systems that may have been semi-forgotten or um, just sort of neglected over, over the last sort of 20-odd, 30-odd or even longer. Um, so we picked up these large um, tenements out of an existing public unlisted uh, company and, um, and have floated the company um, on the ASX in February.
0: Now, that um, that sort of uh, Greenfields focus has led you to uh, the West Tanami up there in the northeast corner of WA. Of course, Tanami straddles over into the Northern Territory. And when we look at it as a province, you know, 18 million ounces and some great gold mines up there, including Cali of uh, Newmont. So not exactly a Greenfields area, but uh, what you're telling us is that uh, you see that there is a exploration potential there for large scale discoveries still.
1: Yes, absolutely, and you hit the nail on the head. You've got this massive deposit um, just over the you know uh, territory border there with the Newmont Cali mine, where there's you know fifteen million ounces of gold you know already produced out of there, as well as the other surrounding Northern Territory gold assets, um, you know Twin Bonanza and the granites. Our holding is about 1,600 square kilometres on the same fault system that exists where the uh, Kelly gold mine exists, and we have a very small portion of drilling um, over the area that's tested to depth. Of our 1,600 square k's, not one single RC or diamond hole has been drilled on that tenement package, which to us just really uh, screams opportunity.
0: (laughs) Why do you think it has been overlooked given Kelly, you know, just down the road there with its 13, 14 million ounces?
1: Lately I've been doing a lot of research into how Cali was actually found and um, how that system has developed into such a significant gold system. Um, And initially it was only just a couple of hundred thousand ounces within some surface open pits. Um, And then with a really strong um, structural understanding of the system and what they were looking for, the exploration geological team put together a really strong structural model and just kept testing that with each phase of the mine developing. And I think that's, I mean, with, paired with their rather large exploration budget. Um, it helps. <laughs> it does help. <laughs> um, they have been able to uh, explore and have such significant success um, with, their, with their gold mine. And I think that that maybe just um, maybe because of its location, it's reasonably um, remote. Up on the border there, maybe that's why the ground hasn't really been um, systematically and sort of consistently explored. I mean, it has had some big players in there um, on our ground alone. Barracks done some Barrack Gold did some great work and Goldfields and tanami Gold, um, and you know they've they've done some great work, which we will keep building on. I guess maybe the scale of it as well. It's such a large province. Um, and there's lots of targets, so, you know, prioritising them would be difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's this 100-kilometre strike of this uh, Tanami fault system, but I think people sort of break it down into sort of three trends, isn't it? Cali, Coyote, uh, Coyote and uh, Kookaburra. Are you on all three or what's, where are you positioned? With yeah, your...
1: we are. So there's a deep-seated structural um, sort of fault system that extends from the Cali gold mine um, on the Northern Territory side of the border and um, – extends northwest west into the Kili tenements and it crosses over around about um, the northernmost tenement that we hold. Um, that's a target in itself um, because we know that it's around this sort of region so we know that that's tapping some uh, good fluids which potentially um, could host gold. Um, the kookaburra trend itself wraps around, it's a sedimentary sequence that wraps around an intrusive and um, it's sitting adjacent the um, Kookaburra Gold Mine, which is um, owned by Northern Star. And the Coyote Corridor um, that we've sort of identified is, again, just um, sedimentary sequence along the fault zone, um, parallel to the fault zone, um, and extends from Coyote into the Killy ground.
0: Now, I know the company's just got its feet under the table, as it were, as a listed company. Uh, investors always like to see drilling programs coming up. Is that uh, the idea in the West Tanamai?
1: Absolutely. Um, we, since Float, we have been madly um, getting together all our exploration programs and contracts and everything like that. So we're going to have a really big field season in the mine We have um, geochemical programs planned um that should commence very shortly um, with this year's field season, which is generally from about March, April until November. So we'll start with geochemistry. We have a airborne um, geophysical survey for magnetics and radiometrics will be completed over the whole, the majority of the tenement package. So of the 1,600 square k's, a thousand's mm-hmm. never been flown with close space mags, which that's an opportunity in itself. <laughs> Um, and then we'll bring, bring the uh, jewel rigs in. So contracts are all signed and we're all ready to get that going um, as soon as we um, possibly can. Currently scheduled sort of around June, July this year.
0: All right. Now, in that part of the world, there's um, been a bit of interest lately, uh, due May to a company called PVW Resources, listed on the ASX, about a $50 million company, found some um, interesting hydrothermal rare earth element systems on the Chile structure. Um What's the story there? Uh, you guys got rare earths too on the horizon?
1: Well, we hope so, Mary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Um, so PVW have done some really fantastic work. They're our nearest neighbour. They're um, just sitting, their tenement package sits to the east of our tenements um, and they have a, they put an announcement in um, October last year that they found um, total rare earths about 8.45% TREO um, in rock chip, surface rock chip samples, um, and um, was recognized by the market, which is brilliant. Um, and that structure that they found, they've um, quite clearly sort of defined it and identified and recorded it. And it's an unconformity between two sedimentary units. Um, and that unconformity provides a pathway for fluids to mobilize and move around, and the sediments themselves um, are a trap. For those um, minerals to come out of solution. And that structure that they've identified actually strikes directly into our ground. Um, so it lies another opportunity for us or another avenue um, for us to uh, explore up in the Tanami as well.
0: So, uh, how does that fit in with the gold program this year? Uh, or is it early stage stuff on the rare earths? Will you be drilling for rare earths this year?
1: That depends how we go. Uh, first path will be to test. Um, surface samples similar to what PVW did, Um, see if we can get any rock chip samples to return anomalous rare earths. Um, That being positive, then um, if we've got a rig out there (laughs) and there's an opportunity and we have approvals, then, yeah, absolutely.
0: And uh, it always helps when uh, there's an active exploration program next to uh, your uh, projects. I see that uh, PVW announced this week that they've ready to start drilling uh, both gold and earths targets in uh, as we speak. So that will be one to watch.
1: Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of interest up there at the moment. There's, um, well, there's, yeah, three new companies sort of operating as well as existing northern stars up there as well. So, um, yeah, it'd be busy up there, that's for sure.
0: Okay. Now, staying in WA, Balfour, a uh, is it copper zinc anomaly. You've got near Newman, which... Uh, Look to me that it was in uh, manganese country, but uh, you're definitely saying copper zinc here. What's the story there?
1: Yeah, so so basically, I mean, what we sort of identified as we um, started, you know, working up all the data and having a look regionally around what's around us, um, is that we do appear to be on a deep seated sort of structural corridor there for um, manganese mineralisation, which extends from the Woody Woody mine in the northeast, um, and, and the south there's black canyon and firebird they've got a couple of manganese projects with existing inferred resources as well um, and in the center of our tenement package our tenement sort of surrounds the nicholas downs manganese mine which is um, owned by hancock prospecting our tenement itself though stretches across the protozoic um, rift boundary so we're looking for within that rift we're looking for intrusive sediment style copper systems that's the sort of story there.
0: So there will be some uh, any drilling there this year?
1: Um, well, it's currently the uh, project is in application, um, but I do believe that will be granted, um, I don't know, quarter one, quarter two probably this year. Uh, following on the, from that, then, yes, um, we will see if we can get a rig out there before the end of the year.
0: As long as there's uh, no need to excise iron ore rail lines or anything like that, they yeah, should be coming through before long, I imagine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in this search uh, for uh, large scale, uh, camp scale uh, sort of opportunities, uh, we move over to Queensland, uh, Mount Rawdon Gold, uh, sixty kilometres inland from Bundaberg, not far. Well, it sits in between um, the uh, is it Evolutions Mount Rawdon Gold, That's
1: correct? Yep. Uh, and
0: Soul Gold's Mount Perry project. Um, so, what's the story with this one?
1: this is a pretty exciting project actually Um, so this ground was actually vacant um, and the previous um, directors uh, pegged this ground cinema itself sits sandwiched between as you said uh, mount rawdon's gold mine and um soul gold's mount perry project which is a copper gold project um the intersection of those two mineralizing corridors intersect right in the centre of the tenement and what what we've identified there is a couple of prospects that are already um, to drive up and drill so we've got a geochemical anomaly um, which is in soils which is anomalous for copper gold and molybdenum um, and we also have identified the NICOS reward structure that's a Interpreters of a porphyry granodiorite that um, has returned results of, say, 56 metres at one gram um, from surface is a mineralized, um, fairly low-grade low, low grade but really wide-intercept um, intrusive structure and it strikes directly into Killie Ground. Um, it's been interpreted to be offset slightly to the north. However, um, the opportunity is there that there's nothing to suggest it's offset or doesn't exist on the other side of the fault. So we will be testing to see if we can find that porphyry granite diorite on on our side of the tenement. Um, And the last prospect is Womba Hill, Womba Knob. So it's a, well, it's an old copper working um, at the top of a hill and the 50 metre adits that go into the side of the hill. Um, And it was mined for copper and it was originally found because the old timers found some um, alluvial gold in the streams at the base of the hill. So, I wandered up onto the hill expecting to find gold and found copper instead.
0: That's, uh, what's the name of that last one?
1: Woonbar Hill.
0: Woonbar Hill, okay. Uh, there's been some interesting high grade copper exploration results coming out of Queensland recently. So, the market's uh, kind of tuned into uh, what could happen there. Given copper, I think even the uh, price has been weak in recent weeks. Copper is still nice and strong at around $4.50 a pound. So, potentially uh, drilled this year or next year?
1: I'm hoping to get there this year. So um, first cab of the rank is we'll do some reconnaissance and checking access and um, alike in the coming couple of months. Pending that, um, we'll be getting a drill rig in once we've established access agreements and all of that. Um, but this tenement this itself was actually only granted uh, a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago. So um, we'll be pushing hard to get on there this year and uh, exploring best we can by drilling.
0: In Queensland again, Ravenswood North, 90 ks. Well, it must be east of Charters Towers, I imagine. Um, and it's a, a JV a structure with a Canadian company. Um, obviously, we're in prime gold country in that part of the world, Charters Towers itself, big historic producer. Uh, Ravenswood Gold Mine in the same nick of the woods. So what have you got there?
1: We've got about 580 square kilometres of um, potential gold. Uh, or intrusive-style or intrusive-related gold system potential um, tenements. And they're a long um, strike from Ravenswood uh, mine, gold mine, owned and operated by EMR Capital, uh, which is really large, as you said, um, producing gold mine. I think they've got an 8 million tonne per annum plant, which is a real um, beast. And uh, down to the sort of southwest of us, we've got Charter Towers, which has got about 14 million ounces currently in resource, um, owned by City Gold, uh, which is pretty incredible. And then you've got Mount Lations just south of that again, which around about five million ounces of gold and silver being pulled out. So this is a clearly a um, very rich mineral system, um, and you know where we're, willing, we're Looking forward to um, getting on the ground there as well, and with the assistance of this um, of our joint venture partner, who's um, planning to spend about two and a half million dollars um, in the ground over here in the, um, about three stages over the next sort of couple of years. Um, to earn a maximum 70% stake in the project.
0: And Ravenswood, Goldwine, um, you mentioned Airmar Capital. It was owned by Resolute, wasn't it, I think?
1: That's correct, yeah. yeah
0: and they sold it for $300 million or thereabouts.
1: So. <laughs> a lot of money.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it would be nice to have one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Management of that is with the, Canadian, the incoming Canadian party? ravenswood north project
1: we'll manage it until they take a majority share in the project so um, first two stages will have us operate it um, and we i'm doing that by we have a senior consulting firm over in queensland they've got a lot of experience over there they live there they work there and if there's any more potential border closures um where we're safe so so they're uh, they're working on both queensland assets um, yeah. managing that exploration for us, and we can then focus on the uh, West Tanami project.
0: And just on uh, COVID, um, you've nicely timed the uh, the listing in the sense that we uh, seem to be a uh, freedom of movement is with us again, pretty much.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. Um, we're all ready and rearing to go. We've got a geological team based in Perth, um, and we're all uh, organised at the moment to head up as soon as possible to get the season going.
0: Mm, Okay. Now, um, one thing I always like to get a feel for is uh, when a new company appears and you've had a $6 million IPO, what does the share register look like? Is it open or is there some key shareholding groups there? What's the story?
1: So uh, top 20 holds about 42%. Board and management holds just under 4%. Um, The original a public unlisted company Um, those original shareholders still hold a large percentage of the company and a lot of them were participated in the IPO as well Um, so we're all quite tightly held they've all had interest in these projects for some time and um, we're looking forward to putting some of that um, value into the ground as soon as possible
0: and uh, with the money raised you you're good for a sort of two-year program
1: that's correct. Yes. yeah, for, So for twenty-four months.
0: And hopefully you hit something nice, which makes funding for a stepped-up exploration program not a problem. Yeah. For the right results.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll try our very best.
0: <laughs> okay, Catherine, it'd be great if um, you can just uh, pull it together for investors and just give them a feel. Okay, guys, this is what you need to look out for as twenty as well as the twenty twenty-two field season gets going for you.
1: Firstly, there'll be uh, rock chip samples and the geochemical samples in relation to gold and rare earths from the Tanami should be coming in in the second quarter of the year, as well as a soil program will be completed over some interpretive breccia pipes over at Ravenswood North. Um, so those samples will also be coming through in the first half of the year. Drilling will commence uh, right at the end of quarter two Um, up in the Tanami and that will be drilling for the gold targets as well as potential rare earths if we have any success in the geochemical program
0: okay folks there we go a new ASX explorer across gold copper and rare earths focus is very much on greenfields but um, as luck would have it uh, looking for greenfields discoveries in uh, some great addresses there in the uh, Tanami and Ravenswood and uh, over in the uh, Pilbara so Catherine with that We'll be watching with interest and thanks very much for your time today.
1: Well, thank you very much, Barry.
0: Cheers.